Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 610 of the Green Industry Podcast. This is our second interview from down under in Australia. Gary Ashton from the Aussie Lawn Stars Podcast. Welcome to the program. Hey, Paul. How are you going? Good. How are you doing? I'm, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, got a bit of a tickle in the throat. I swear it's not Corona. <laughs> Had tests yesterday, but um, just getting a rain day here so i'm sitting at home instead of out there working the tools and it's uh what 9 a.m here i'm guessing it's getting late over there yeah it's it's 507 p.m here so we're like complete opposites it's summer where you're at it's winter here it's morning there it's it's evening here we're about polar opposites yeah it's probably about um 70 75 degrees fahrenheit here at the moment so nice weather i'm just watching my pool guy clean the pool waiting to go for a swim Okay. That sounds good, man. That's, that's my world right there, man. 75, sunny, go to the pool. I like it. Yeah. Well, what we not, not sunny at the moment though. It's raining. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Well, I I like it sunny. Although in Georgia right now, it's like 40, 42 degrees Fahrenheit out there. It's freezing. And so, uh, I hope you enjoying the the spring summer. What we do have in common is, uh, Mr. Producer and you, you host a podcast as well. So, yeah, so I've, I've got to correct you. I did this with Mr. Producer and I was talking to Jeremiah Jennings a couple of weeks ago, did the same thing. When you're talking to Aussies, you okay. got to say Aussie with a Z so rather than the Aussie with the S, oh, it's Aussie. I heard you say that. Yes. Aussie, is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're getting it. Good stuff. Okay, well, we, we could, you could really train me up on all of this. I, I One of my customers... Um, Ashley Evans, he was from Australia. He, he moved over here and his family and uh, they all spoke, you know, with your accent and all your mannerisms and good day, mate, you know, good day, mate. And uh, I thought that was just from the movies, but that's how they really talk. That's it. Fair dinkum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what's that one? Fair dinkum. What's that mean? That, mean? that just means you're yeah, being, being true, being honest. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they love Australia. They, they were, they were always coming back and forth. Now, what city in Australia do you live in? So I'm about an hour out of Sydney, which is the main city that everybody knows of. So if you head north out of Sydney, I'm near Newcastle. Okay. So Sydney, I don't have my map. Mr. Producer, just, just to don't even listen. I, cause my geography, he gets so mad at me. My geography is not that great, but, um, and I don't have my map in front of me, but Sydney. I can see your map behind you there. Well, yeah, I do have this map. Good, good yeah. call. I have another map in my office that uh, is in front of me, but I'd have to turn around to look at this one. 
So yeah, so if you look at the east coast of Australia, you'll see Sydney. Okay. Yeah, I see it down at the yeah, the bottom east coast and then new oh, it's a straight shot to Newcastle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. There is there is a map there. Okay, well that's awesome. So uh what's the beaches like there? Do they have sand or rock or or what's it going in the ocean? Yeah, it's mostly white sand. So there's, oh, there wow. are rocky beaches as well. So I, I live in a beautiful spot. I'm about an hour's drive from Sydney. I'm about half an hour from the beach, half an hour from the lake, and half an hour from going up in the mountains if I want to go motorbike riding or mountain biking. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that sounds pretty cool. And I'm sure that the land's nice and fertile there for the grass. Uh, I'm curious to hear more about your, your lawn care business and, and kind of uh, your, your story. So why don't you give us a little lay of the land of, of how you got into, into the lawn care industry? Yeah, look, I could give you three or four episodes on that alone if you wanted. So I know you used to do the Sunday service one. I could talk about how God's blessed me in the startup of my business um, 12 years ago. I can talk to you about all the different business learning that I've done and getting to different experiences. Yeah, let's start, let's start with the origin story. And uh, we can work our way into what you've learned over 12 years. I'm sure you got a couple of wounds along the way that you learned from. So how did you get How did it get all started? Yeah, so I, I was working for an insurance company when I started. And so I worked for the insurance company for five years. And I saved them a million-dollar insurance policy. They gave me a $50 gift voucher for saving a million dollars. <laughs> Man. Uh, Man. I, I was ready to leave anyway. And that was just the icing on the cake. That's tough. So yeah. in hindsight, though, it was a blessing in disguise. It was, it was the Lord pushing you out there. For sure. Definitely. So yeah, I, I had a friend who was running a lawn care business and probably not very well, but I bought his equipment and his lawn run off him and started running a existing business. So that gave me a an income straight away. But in Australia, when I bought the link, the lawn care business off him, it was end of March, early April. And that's the end of our season. So I started with a, a lawn care business that probably had about one day a week. And I did all of about four weeks work and then there was nothing for three months. So then the next spring you, you picked it back up and, and, and went full time or what was that second year like? Yeah, so the first first season was, like I said, came right at the end of the season. I actually went and got a part-time job doing some lawn care for a retirement village locally, and I would do all of my own jobs through winter because we still work in winter. So I'd do all of them on a Sunday, and I could comfortably do all of them in one Sunday in winter. But then coming into the first season, it um, it was still slow going with, and like I said, only really enough to do uh, one day a week. And then but, um, un- unpack the story of, of how you went from that to, to, to growing your business over the next decade. How, how did things evolve? Yeah. So at that point in my life, having just started a lawn care business and I was going through a lot of trialing experiences. So for those who have been divorced, remarrying, second marriage is hard work, family court over child custody. There's a bunch of different things going on and I woke up one day and I said, really, really, God, I do not care if I wake up, but I'm awake, I'm alive. So I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek your guidance. What do you want me to do? And in Australia, we've got the, the phone book. I don't know if you have the phone book, yellow pages for um, where you 
post business directories. When I when I was a kid, we had that. I haven't seen a yellow book in a long time. But yeah, we 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 yeah, we, we, well, ha- we used to have them. They're virtually non-existent now. But twelve years ago, yeah, I started getting phone calls for new customers. This is after I just sat down and prayed to God and said, "I you know my life's not worth living." I got a phone call a day on average till I went from 20 customers to 70 customers. And every one of those customers said they found my number in the yellow pages. Wow. Did you say 770 or 17? 70. So yeah, an extra 50 customers. Wow. So did that give you uh, hope or, or, or motivation to, to, to want to continue living, ha- having that kind of um, responsibility? Uh, look, I, I went to God and I said, God, you've blessed me with a problem. I can't keep up. And so I started looking at my first staff member then. Wow. And I went to my accountant and I said, hey, I need to employ a staff member. I've got a couple of nephews that are finishing school. I can give them some work until they start uni. So university or uni oh, as we call it. Okay, U- uni's the nickname? Yeah, that's it. I like that, and, um, Go- going to uni. I, we, call it, we call it college. Yeah, of course. Or like sophisticated people, university. But ain't no one yeah. call it uni. I like that. Yeah, so that's that's um, it's pretty standard expectation in Australia. It's not even slang; it's just the expected word to oh, call. Oh wow, uni. Yeah. All right, I'm lo- I, I'm loving the culture uh, uh, nuggets here. But but back to seventy employees. Pardon me, seventy yeah. customers looking to add a nephew as your first employee. You're talking to the accountant. Yeah, so I went and I spoke to the accountant. I said I need to put on an employee. Tell me how to pay for their wages, pay for their tax, and what we call superannuation, which is um, I can't remember exactly what you call it, but it's the um, the tax plan that you guys use. We're, like uh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, is it a four hundred one k or something like that? Yeah, well, there's different. Uh, it, it all depends how you structured your business, but four hundred k is one of them. So yeah. there, there, there's many different variations of, of how you can go about it. Yeah. So when I employ somebody, I have to create a superannuation plan or a 401k for that employee. That's government requirement. So I asked my accountant about how to do this. And my accountant said, I've got an employment agency. I'll see if I can find somebody who can work for you longer than just through their school break. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, look, I really don't want to talk to an employment agency unless they can find some somebody in my own town mm-hmm. that doesn't need to travel too far because I want to do early starts. I don't want to have to wait for them. I don't want them to not have a license to drive, all these sorts of things. Next day, I get a call from an employment agency and they start doing a spiel like they're reading out of a script. Uh-huh. And I interrupted them and I said, hey, hang on a minute. Didn't my accountant give you my phone number? And they said the same thing that all of those 50 customers said when I asked what, where they found my phone number in the yellow pages. Wow. And Paul, I don't know about in your area, but if you want to be in the yellow pages book 12 years ago here, you have to pay to be in the yellow pages. I'm not in the yellow pages. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's not just crazy. It's, it's, um, it's pure miracle really. Yeah. Well that, that's awesome. So did you, did you end up hiring someone then? Yeah, I did. So um, the person that I found was the cousin of my old next door neighbor when I was growing up. So how cool is that? Yeah. yeah. So that was a pretty awesome experience. And my business has grown from there, but I've had a lot of lessons along the way, made a lot of mistakes along the way. I started and your, your rates, I listen to a lot of your podcasts. When you're talking about the rate that you should be charging per lawn or per hour, mm-hmm. in Australia 12 years ago, I was charging $50 an hour. 
Okay. And an average lawn in my area takes about an hour to do. So I could do eight lawns a day, $50 per lawn, $400 in a day. But I started to do the maths on that. By the time I took out my expenses and calculated my non-billable hours, I was working for about $10 an hour. And 12 years ago here, I could have been earning $25, $30 an hour working for somebody else or $10 an hour running my lawn care business. Didn't sound good, did it? Yeah. I remember my first realization of that same thing. I was sitting down with the accountant and they're like, they're running through all my numbers and they're like, and I did six figures in revenue. So I thought I was a, you know, hot shot. And, and they're, but when they take out all the overhead and all the expenses, everything, they're like, yeah, you would have made more money working at McDonald's this year. If I would have worked 40 hours a week at McDonald's, just cause I, I didn't understand what I think a lot of guys that start off, how much it takes to run your business. It's crazy. So I understand. Yeah, reality check, isn't it? Yeah. So what, what's been the biggest mistake that, that, that you've made and what did you learn from it? Well, I think that was one of my biggest mistakes was undercharging. Just low prices. Yeah. I, I think anybody, I think almost everybody, we all start off with that. It's just so hard to comprehend how much it really takes to run the business to, to charge that. Unless you have a business background, you know what I mean? But yeah, that seems to be the common theme, but that's why I love what you're doing with your podcast and, and the other podcasts in our industry. Cause I feel like so many new newbies, you know, folks are just starting in the industry are listening to us and hopefully we'll intercept them. So they don't have to make the mistakes we made, but they can actually calculate all their overhead and, and, and charge the right price. And hopefully collectively what you're doing and what we're doing, it will elevate the industry. So our prices are more like electricians and plumbers and, and, you know, HVAC and all, all the other industries that kind of got it together. We're, we're out here charging way too low as is. So anyway, go, keep going. That's right. Yeah. We, we, we in Australia are up to charging around $80 per hour on average. Now we try and avoid using the hourly rate when we're quoting, but mm-hmm. that gives you a ballpark of where we're charging. How's the U S dollar equivalent to the um, Australian dollar? What, what's the. Uh, um, I think that. If you're looking at an Australian dollar is worth about 70 US cents at the moment, somewhere around there. Okay. That, that makes sense. Cause our, in the USA right now, it's about $60 per man hour is average yeah. or a little bit above average. So that, that that's pretty much yeah. right, right, it, right it on point. Down. The other, the other comparable thing is to look at the um, average income in Australia. And they say the average income in Australia is somewhere around 70 to $80,000 a year. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm calculating the, the exchange here. So biggest mistake you made, too, too low of prices coming out of the gate. I've and, got a couple of other big ones I can share. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, I did a four-wheel drive trip. And in those people listening from Australia, they will know where Cape York is. It's an epic four-wheel drive journey that everybody that does four-wheel driving wants to do. I did Cape York trip and I got back from Cape York and it's, it's a winter trip. I can do it and take a few weeks off leave and it's not affecting any of my customers. I got back and the handbrake on my old 80 series lean cruiser needed adjusting. They always need adjusting. They go out and then they don't work. So I pulled the back wheel off to adjust the handbrake and realized that my wheel bearings had collapsed. There was grease all around the wheel arch. So I decided on the spot, I'll do the job myself. I spent a week changing the wheel bearings in the back of my four-wheel drive. And then I went down to the mechanic afterwards and I said, how much would you have charged me to do that job? And he said, $200. Wow. 
You and I was just couldn't help thinking I, I could have been earning, you know, in a week, I could have been earning $3,000 plus. Dollars. Wow. That's so crazy. That's a big life lesson to realize what your time is worth when you start going, oh, I can do it myself. Is it worth doing it myself or should I pay somebody else to do that job? Yeah. I was just listening to Fullerton on Filter where he was doing an episode talking about how as business owners, we got to be bringing, you know, being working in our business and bringing in income and, you know, hiring out, you know, paying the mechanic 200 bucks would be so yeah. much better than, than you spending 40, 50, 60 man hours of your, your time on that. So that's, yeah, that's a, I think the, we have uh, made similar mistakes in life, Gary. <laughs> I've, yeah. uh, you're sharing these stories that I could, I could, uh, understand, uh, that I've made the same ones. I'm thinking about doing an Australian road tour one day. If I came out there, could you help set me up with some, uh, tour, tour stops and, 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 and things yeah, like that? For sure. For sure. But you, you want to plan, plan to have some long legs when you visit Australia because it's long stops in between each visit. Okay. I, I love to, I mean, I, I love to travel and, and things of that nature. And, and we've been talking for a while uh, about maybe, you know, doing some international tours, Canada. We got a, lo- a lot of listeners up there like, Hey, come on up. We'll, we'll get you situated. And I was like, man, I've always wanted to come to Australia. So that'd be really cool. What kind of um, equipment do you guys have that's predominant in Australia for both the mowers and the power equipment who, who are kind of leading the um, market? We, we use very similar equipment all around. So the most of the mowers that we use come from America. And um, I'm using Walker mowers for my business. Okay. A lot of guys are using Toro. A lot of guys are using Skag. So Skag's been really big here at the moment. And we're about three years behind you in terms of some of the improvements. So your, we've your dog's only, your dog's making an appearance, huh? Oh, he's really frustrating at the moment. I feel like unlocking him up the other end of the house. <laughs> he's all right. So, so Skag Toro Walker, you're saying three years behind on um. Yeah. Three years behind in terms of technology, like you, you went to the standard mowers about four, three, four years ago. We've only just started to get them in the last two years. Okay. Well, they'll be so, coming uh, battery powered here soon. It's it's crazy the electric mowers they have out now. I, I was just at Toro's headquarters in um, September, and it's the same mower as the gas mower. They basically built the same mower, but instead of powering it with gas, they power it with battery, and and it's. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, um, I, I just did a demo on a mean green mower just uh, about a month ago. You there, Gary? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I did a demo on a mean green mower about a month uh-huh. ago. Uh-huh. And um, that, that was interesting. So they've just brought their battery mowers into Australia in the last six months. Yeah, well, it's definitely interesting where everything's going with that. What about with the um, power equipment, the the blowers, weed eaters, hedge trimmers, uh, whipper snippers? Excuse me, whipper snippers. What are y'all um, rocking with those? Yeah, so we've got a lot of the same models as you. Um, there's a few variations. I think some of the more powerful backpack blowers you guys get well before we see them, or we don't see them at all. Uh, we don't have as much echo gear as what you have. We still got still and Husqvarna. We do get echo gear, but um, Shindewa is the other. Oh yeah, it's the same thing. It's it's just, yeah. it's uh, it's just the it's the same exact thing. It's just uh, yeah, yeah. We've got another brand called Bush Ranger. That's um, I think the international brand is Weebang. Okay, yeah. For them, yeah, yeah. 
I think a lot of guys in Europe use that wee bang. Yeah. So I've, I've made the transition with most of my handheld power equipment over to battery power over the last two or three years. So I've been um, enjoying battery power for all of my handheld gear and loving the um, benefits you get with that. Totally. Well, let's do this real quick, Gary. I want you to, uh, you know about those uh, invoices from Mr. Producer, don't you? Oh, yeah. So uh, we got to pay the bills around here and uh, keep Mr. Producer happy. So uh, we're going to have a quick break here from today's show sponsors. And, and coming up, we'll hear more uh, mistakes that you made and what you learned from them. Uh, if you can think of another story or two, uh, we'll be right back. Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began Trifecta Landscaping with zero experience, and by God's grace, we have grown into a multi-million dollar debt-free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing, and that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top-of-the-line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. All righty, guys. It's good to have a, uh, a Mr. Producer Network podcaster from down under Newcastle, Australia. I'm starting to get my geography together here. I could fly into Sydney and, and go north and, and be at your place, right? That's right. Cool. Perfect. So we're we're uh, already strategizing the Australia tour. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm hoping that we can uh, make it happen. But you were sharing a couple of your mistakes and what you learned along the way. Of course, a common one is just the prices were too low. Um, by the time you did all your overhead, you realized you would have been making more money working a a job. And then the other um, lesson you learned was that you need to invest your um, hard-earned work to produce uh, money in the business, not be fixing something when you could have paid a guy 200 bucks to fix it. And so what else have you learned um, in the 12 years that would be helpful for 
long guys listening uh, to hopefully not re- repeat the same mistakes. Yeah, so another mistake I made, I'll touch on this one quickly. I um, went outside of my niche. I know you use that word, the niches. <laughs> the riches are in the niches. Yep. Yeah, I uh, thought a few years ago that it was worthwhile to go outside of my niche. I did a lot of cleanup jobs in the winter. And so I thought buying a little excavator would really help me with doing my winter jobs. So $20,000 for an excavator, small excavator to really get in and do those cleanup jobs. And I found that it was a total waste of money. It was not getting used nine months out of the year, just sitting there. Man, that's, that's a good uh, lesson learned. I was just doing a coaching call with a, a guy yesterday and he was telling me, I'm going to buy a dump trailer and a skid steer. And I was like, you know, as a young kid, I was like, dude, don't even think about it. Just use, use the equipment you got right now, make some money pay off your debt, stay in your lane. And eventually, you know, you could maybe work that stuff in, but I think we get, we get uh gear crazy and toy crazy. And a lot of times that happens, you get it and it just doesn't, doesn't get the ROI. Yeah. I certainly got starry eyed when I started thinking about excavators. I did a couple of cleanup jobs where I thought, yep, the excavator would be brilliant for that job. And I didn't actually work out now, whether do, it would. Do they have so like a rental places? If you, if you want to, if you have a, if you do have a job and you do need the equipment, do they have places there? Cause we have them all over Atlanta where you can just go rent it for a day or even for a week and, and not have to pay 20,000 bucks. You know what I mean? That's what I did. I did a couple of jobs with a rental proved that I okay. had some work for it, but then I didn't think about the fact that I don't have regular work for it. Yeah. Well, that's three valuable lessons. You guys listening right now. I've, uh, you know, I think a lot of guys have been in this industry for a while, made all three of those mistakes, but I appreciate you uh, vulnerably sharing that. And hopefully someone listening won't, go out and, and make the same mistakes. I want to um, ask you a little bit about the podcast and the community there in Australia. So share with yeah. us about the Lombros and gals in Australia and, and how you kind of emerged as a um, unifier, you know, bringing the community together there in Australia um, and, and starting your podcast. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So I've been listening to podcasts most of my lawn care career. So going back 12 years, there wasn't a lot to listen to. Excuse me. Hmm. yeah so 12 years ago there wasn't any lawn care content to listen to but one of the first ones i found was our canadian bro julio Julio. yeah and i listened to his religiously for quite a while and then i heard this um american guy called paul jameson i put that immediately on subscribe started listening to that and around the same time that i started listening to the green industry podcasts australia had I wouldn't call it the equivalent of a green industry expo, but it's a um, equipment expo for lawn care, but predominantly for earth moving. So all the, the massive big excavators and earth moving equipment were there. And a few of us that had been starting to message each other were like, yep, we'll meet up at this uh, earth moving expo where they have a few lawn mowers. They had like five lawn mowers and, you know, thousands of heavy duty equipment. <laughs> so we met up there and then, not long after we met up there, a couple of guys in Sydney got together and said, we really need a Facebook group for lawn care in Australia. There's a worldwide group, but there's not really anything specific to Australia. So now we've got, it's LMCA or Lawn Mowing Contractors Australia. They've got over 3,000 members of lawn care industry experts just in Australia. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll have to but, figure something out. Um Maybe I could talk. Do they have Kohler engines out there? 
Uh, look, a lot of the lawnmowers that we use do have Kohler engines. So Kohler don't um, have a distributor in Australia on their own, but most of the American lawnmowers that come into Australia have your Kohler engines, your Briggs and Stratton engines, or your Kawasaki engines, the same as what you use. All right. I, got, I just got to get a sponsor, but maybe we could have Kohler do something. We could do like an event out there and uh, then go on like a little tour or maybe Toro or something. If we, if we can get this thing lined up, that'd be pretty cool because we could share it with the Facebook group and we could do like a big old gigantic meetup and maybe like Naylor or some, some of us from the U S Jeremiah Jennings, whoever we could, we could fly over. Um, that would probably Toro, be a long Toro has a big presence in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I, uh, you never know. All I can do is ask and p- pitch it to them and, uh, yeah, sure. see, see what they say, but that, that'd be a lot of fun. Although I don't like, um, long airplane flights. I, I'd imagine that's a probably pretty long one. Have you ever? Well, you've got a you got a really long flight, basically twenty four hours to get from from you to here. Oh, and man. That, might, that might include on stayover. And then once you get here, if you land in Sydney, you might want to fly to Brisbane or Melbourne or Perth because they're all major hubs in Australia, and they're all probably a two hour flight, three hour flight. Okay, you can't drive from Sydney to Melbourne. Yeah, you can. It's a day trip. Okay. What, what's the, what's most of the community? Are they in Melbourne or um, Sydney or, or what was the other one you said? Brisbane? Brisbane and Perth. Okay. They don't so that, have, they don't have major, Denmark. They're, they're all major communities. So it's hard to pinpoint just one. Sydney is probably the biggest one, but then Brisbane and Melbourne are equally decent. And then Perth is right across the Western side of the country. So it's a lot further to go to, but then they've got quite a big community over there too. Okay. We, this 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 thing has potential. Did you ever listen to Kate Contractor podcast when they thought Denmark was in Australia? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's classic. <laughs> well, that was Brittany Nicole, but yeah, they they messed that <laughs> they messed that one up. So back back to your podcast, then you you guys got the community going. You're you're going to the the Australian GIE <laughs> Earth moving thing. What what yep. what fueled you to say, hey, I want to I want to get in the game? Because I remember when Mister Producer called me. And uh, was telling me that you reached out to him, and how, how did all of that um, be- actually become a reality? So, because I've been listening to podcasts for most of the twelve years I've been in business, I've always thought in the back of my mind, I, I like playing with audio work. Um, I've been doing some audio and visual work at my church, so it was just a natural progression to go. Okay, I can set up my own audio and record a podcast. That I'm. I don't sound as natural as you. I'm still working on that. I might need to get some mentoring from you in terms of how I can sound better on the microphone. My, my mentor is Mr. Producer, and and, and uh, you got to be emotionally thick-skinned to get. Uh, he'll just he'll just shoot you straight. And just uh, <laughs> he's, he's great, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is great. But we we have uh, I'm sensitive. You know what I mean? And he's his personality is brash and just like he'll just tell me my flaws and weaknesses, and it's like ah. Oh. But then he's he's right. He's actually been in broadcasting for four. Years and so he's yeah, wow. um, he's very very smart. But uh, I wouldn't ask me; I'd ask him to 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 listen to your show and give you feedback. And he can, he'd can gladly do it. While he's not listening, what's that? And we talk about him while he's not listening. Yeah, Just he's tell, he's tell listening. Him to turn his microphone down for a minute. I, yeah, well, I he's not him. he's not here right now. He, he's he's driving <laughs> yeah. he's driving. So he he's not listening in real time, but he does listen to every episode. So he'll listen to this. He'll, he'll hear it after the fact. That's all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's not, he, I'm alone right now. He's driving to his bunker. 
One of the episodes that I recorded not long ago, I wanted to do an intro that had some natural outdoor noises in the background. So I recorded it where I switched off the mower and then I started talking and I'm surrounded by bush. So in Australia, we don't, we don't go out in the forest. Is that what you call it? The woods, I think we call it the woods. Forest is more like. Yeah. Forest is more UK. Yeah. So in Australia, it's the bush. So I'm mowing this property and I'm out, out in the bush. And I switched the mower off and I've pressed record and you can hear beautiful birds singing in the background. Now, in Australia, we've got this bird called the bellbird. And I recorded, you could hear the bellbird singing in the background. I'm talking with the mower, you hear the mower switch off. I send this audio clip to Mr. Producer and he goes, what's that annoying sound in the background? It sounds like a submarine. (laughs) And I said to him, I said, look up on YouTube, bellbirds in Australia. And he goes, yep, that's exactly what it is. He's, He's listening to the beautiful bush background noise thinking that sounds absolutely horrible. How am I going to get rid of that noise? And I'm like, no, that's what we want. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I did. And, you know, it, it sounds really harsh and shrill. So don't mind me. I'm just picking on Mr. Producer here, but the, the noise of a bellbird is a really harsh, shrill ting, like the sound of a echo in a submarine. Yeah. Well, I, I gave him a file one time when I was a rookie, me and uh, the lawn care rookie, Naylor Taliaferro, um, we went to Blake Albertson's house. I don't know if you know who he is. He he makes YouTube videos. Um, yeah, I've heard of him. Now he's on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he was out in Kansas City, Missouri, and and uh, he had a beautiful pond in his backyard with this waterfall feature. And so, you know, we're all rookies at podcasting, and we're like, oh, let's you know, let's sit in the backyard. It's a beautiful evening, summer night. So we're sitting back there. It was in the fall, but it was just, you know perfect temperatures. We're sitting back there next to the waterfall, talking. And we have our headsets on, so we can't really hear the the waterfall as, as loud as it really is. And we get done, we send it to him. And, you know, he's like, what in the world is this? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And all, all you hear is the water gushing and you can barely hear us. And it, it, it was unfortunate because it was a, really, a couple of really good interviews. We ended up airing them, but I don't know who would have, uh, you know, listened to that raggedy audio. But yeah, I, yeah. He, he's particular that it, that, it sounds, that it sounds great. He's actually... Yeah. Um, Doing the, I got a new book coming out next month. Well, actually, it is this month, January. <laughs> it's coming out this month, and he he's reading the audio book, so it's it sounds so much better than when I read the audio book. So he's the best. Yeah. So when I started my podcast, I I looked at what you've done because I think yours is probably the benchmark for audio quality in the lawn care industry. Looked at what you've done. I looked at Brian Fullerton, who'd only just um, been running a little bit um, by the time I started considering it. He's been running a lot longer now, of course. And um, Jeremiah Jennings started up just around the same time I was planning to start. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I looked at that and I thought, if I want good audio quality, I don't have equipment. I'm going to start with zero funding because I want to prove the concept before I actually buy my roadcaster. And so I started recording straight on my computer microphone doing Zoom sessions. And I figured the only way I'm going to put out a decent um, audio quality is if I employ Mr. Producer. I've heard you talk about him all the time. And I was like, yep, I, I could probably find somebody in Australia or somebody somewhere else, but Mr. Producer is the man. He knows what we're dealing with, with the noise of the machinery, that we need the audio quality to be spot on and we need the volume to be loud enough to hear over the background when we're mowing. Yeah, that's that's definitely the um – Cause it's so loud with the mowers going and things like that. I, before I hired him, I just tried to like blow everything up and then everything got distorted and it was, it was a disaster. So I was like, can you, can you make it loud? So you, it sounds the same, but 
you can still hear it with the blower or the mower going in the background and he does a phenomenal job. He does. I just sent him a message this morning. I said, Hey, that last episode you did, that sounds absolutely perfect. Can't fault it. Really happy. And I said, I'm really happy with all the episodes you do, of course, but that one, it's like, yep. I was, I was amazed at how much magic he performed on my bad audio. (laughs) That's awesome. So you got, you got connected with him. You, you launched your show and then what kind of, um, traction and feedback have you gotten mainly in Australia? Cause you, you, you know, your, your shows, um, unique. I know we have a lot of listeners in Australia, but we're not, you know, providing the quality of content that you can, cause you're actually, you actually know the way of, you know, you, you understand the, the variations of your market compared to ours. Yeah. And that, that was the reason, the main reason I started my podcast because Australians, nothing against you, Paul, but they get sick of listening to American voices and American content and American pricing and American grasses. And the so, pride, the GIE, come to the GIE, GIE, <laughs> every other episode, come on out to Louisville. I tell you what, I was so close to booking tickets to come over to GIE this year, but the um, Australian restrictions with coronavirus were just so harsh. We couldn't get out of the country. Well, there's always next year, the Equip Expo. Yeah, I know. And I've um, been very delicately negotiating with my family at the moment to make sure that we keep that date available. Nice. Well, yeah, that'd be great. I'm, I'm trying to get Mr. Producer to, to come up too. So maybe you can meet him in person. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Be good. But, but, but back to, back to the um, frustration of listening to the American voice, the American pricing, (laughs) you, they, they wanted to hear one of their own, huh? Yeah, they, they did. They wanted to hear about Australian seasons, Australian grasses, Australian equipment, um, and, you know, all the things that we deal with in Australia because our, our season is so much different to America. I know in America you've got a variety of seasonal changes depending on whether you're in the north or the south mm-hmm. or on the coast or inland. So, But, yeah, we experience similar sorts of things. In Australia, our seasons are predominantly, like across the whole of Australia, we start mowing about the middle of September. So that's coming into spring for us. Okay. And we're into most of Australians will do fortnightly mowing. Some of us are moving to weekly mowing, but most are fortnightly mowing. And that's bi-weekly for American language. Okay. But yeah, that, that's predominantly what we do for most of our season. We stop mowing again about the end of April and the grass just stops growing there. But we can still do a mow once a month through winter. Gotcha. Just to keep it away. Keep it fresh. And then do you guys do any like seasonal pruning or are there any other income, you know, revenue producing services to do while, while the grass is it good dormant or it just does, does what's the yeah, grass it, like? It's pretty much dormant. Okay. But yeah, the, the seasonal pruning is definitely there for most of my business. I have targeted pruning hedge trimming jobs in that um, dormant season so that I try and focus as many of those jobs and clean up jobs through winter to um, keep me going so that even though the lawn here is still going, it's not producing as much income. So that's been my dominant way of doing it for most of the 12 years. Now I'm actually moving from doing residential jobs into doing commercial work. And with the commercial work, it just changes what I'm doing. I'm still on the same site 12 months of the year, just changes how much lawn mowing I'm doing and how much gardening I'm doing. Gotcha. Well, I really appreciate it and we'll uh, stay in touch and uh, hopefully you can come on out to Louisville October 
uh, for what's now called the Equip Exposition. They, um, you know, had a changing of the guards, and that's really, really good. The new leadership, Gary, they're um, totally uh, reverent of our community and, and what Naylor and Fullerton and all, all of us are doing. The the folks that lead the Equip Exposition, they um, really appreciate our community and want to. Uh, promote us and um, they, they gave us last year at the show they gave us the main ballroom like this gigantic ballroom for us to yeah. podcast and um, awesome. it's really cool uh, w- w- where that show's headed it's it's definitely um, headed in the right direction so that'd be cool if you could be a part of that and then I'll well, get I've, to I've been looking at booking tickets so fingers crossed I'll book tickets soon but we're just in Australia we're still coming out of the um, lockdowns and I think our government has reached the point where they're not going to lock us down again. It's just a matter of going, okay, will we be allowed to travel internationally? We are at the moment, but will we still be allowed to travel internationally by October? I got you. Well, yeah, it's a fluctuating scenario, but hopefully you can make it on out. And in the meantime, I'll, I'll start, um, uh, introducing the idea to Toro Kohler, who, whoever we can get, if, if we could get them to, to sponsor an Australian tour, I have to go yeah. probably go get a passport and all this stuff. I don't even know how all that works. I went to uh, Cancun one time in, in 2000 and like, actually it might, might've been 1997. So yeah. I, my international travels, I, I'll have to get it together here. I, I don't want to go to the Atlanta airport and then be like, Hey, you need, you need a, you, I don't know how that works. If I have to get permission from Australia, I just remember when Ashley Evans, they were always coming back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know of a church. It's called Influencers Church. It's in they ha- they have one in Australia and then they have one in um Atlanta. But he was always coming back and forth, and I I know they always had there's always some kind of predicament and uh, yeah trouble. You need passport, but you shouldn't need a visa. So I think okay. passport should be enough. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. But uh, in the meantime, uh, you guys can follow along. Uh, tell us your podcast and how people can can listen and things of that nature. Yeah, so I'm running the Aussie Lawn Stars podcast. That's the um, easy one to look up. You can look it up on all of the podcast platforms. Mr. Producer has made sure that I've got the right um, production there, so it's it's out everywhere. That's the best place to find me. If you're in Australia, you can look me up on the LMCA Facebook page. That's um, 100% worth looking at for all the Aussie lawn contractors. Um, you can also look up my own lawn care business. It's Lawns Online. I've got the Instagram profile if you look up Lawns Online there. Fantastic. Well, you guys go over there and smash that subscribe button and uh, support the Aussie. Did I say it right? Yes, that's it. Perfect. Aussie, Aussie Lawn Stars. Kind of kind of like the Pawn Stars. Did you? Is that a playoff of yeah. that? Uh, look, not... I don't, I don't really want to draw people to that sort of conclusion, but um, it was, it was really catchy. Yeah. Easy one. <laughs> yeah. Aussie long <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate your time. I'll let you go uh, give your dog a treat or whatever you got to do to, to get, get the dog uh, settled down. But I, I appreciate you hanging out with us. No worries. Thank you. Well, if any of my friends from uh, Toro or Kohler or whoever is listening wants to uh, start talking about that Australian tour, it'd be a lot of fun, man. Go to uh, Melbourne, Bill, Brisbane, uh, Sydney, Newcastle, and uh, you know probably interview 12 or so guys down there in Australia. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. So we'll put that on the vision board, Mr. Producer, and uh, we shall see. 
And uh, hopefully some of some of you guys down in Australia can come on out uh, to the Equip Expo this year in um, Louisville, Kentucky. That's in October. And uh, I know that uh, it's just getting bigger and better every year. So you guys will be in for a treat if you want to come on out uh, to that. Well, hey guys, if you're looking to take your business to the next level, I want to encourage you to check out the Green Industry Marketing Essentials over at greenindustrypodcast.com. My friend, Dr. Frank Holloman and I uh, chatted about the proven methods of how you can accelerate your business and really get on that fast track to dominate your market and crush your competition. Uh, Dr. Frank's built a very, very successful business in the medical field and uh, through building his business and and thoroughly studying marketing. He is just, I don't know what exact definition of a genius is, Mr. Producer, but he's by far the smartest guy I've ever met. I mean, not even, there's not even a comparable. Uh, He is so smart and uh, I was beyond blessed to get to um, create this e-training with him. My, My mind was just thinking, this is phenomenal information. I just wish I would have known it earlier as um, he really shared the secrets of, of what it takes to grow a successful business because um, having a good marketing roadmap is, is so important uh, to, to get new customers and to keep existing customers and to just continually expand our profitability. We need to be getting an A-plus in marketing. We, we need to really be knocking that out of the park. And so anyway, you guys will be blessed blessed, blessed to go through the Green Industry Marketing Essentials e-training. It's uh, nine modules. Uh, they're each about 30 minutes and uh, it is the best of the best. It is it is great, great, great insights on marketing. So you can uh, pick that up at the greenindustrypodcast.com and uh, you'll be blessed for it. So thanks again to Gary for taking the time to be on the program today. Smash that follow and uh, hopefully you'll join us on tomorrow's program. Thanks for listening, friends. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.